a specific fatty acid called gamma-linolenic acid and how I relate that to superheroes and brick walls. Tune in to find out what I mean only here on the People Scientist Podcast. listening to The People Scientist, the podcast dedicated to helping us optimize our health with the latest scientific findings on neuroscience, physiology, and nutrition. I, your host, Dr. Stephanie Caligiuri, a nutritionist, physiologist, and neuroscientist, will be here with you every single week, bringing us information to ignite our thinking, to help us be one step closer to the healthiest we can be. Hello, my People Scientist Army, and welcome back to the People Scientist Podcast for episode 107, where every week I arm us with some scientific information so that we can all be a little bit smarter and healthier with every episode. How are you today? I hope your day is going pretty well. I know that sometimes our days can become bogged down with hardships and difficult times, but I hope that we can always find something good and bright in all of the storm. Some of you had mentioned to me that this podcast is a great routine for you, bringing a sense of predictability and brightness to your day. So to that, I say thank you for letting me be able to do that for you. And I will try my very best today to bring that brightness into your routine. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, one of my nerdy interests is all about fats and fatty acids. I love researching about different fatty acids like omega-3s found in flaxseed or salmon or monounsaturated fatty acids found in olive oil. You see, the different fats offer different things for our body. And today, I'm talking about a particular special fatty acid called gamma-linolenic acid. This is a bit more of an obscure fat but many clinical trials have been conducted and have observed some specific benefits to certain health conditions. So I hope you find it as interesting, if not more interesting, than I do. So, as we always do, how about we start off with some core takeaways. Our diet is made up of macronutrients like carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. Now, foods rich in fat include things like oils, butter, nuts, avocados, some meats and fish, full-fat dairy, pastries, etc. But the fat that we eat and the fat that is stored in our body is made up of smaller parts called fatty acids. Think of fat as the brick wall, but that brick wall is made up of small different bricks. Each brick can represent a fatty acid. Now, you've probably heard of omega-3 fatty acids, so think of omega-3s like specific bricks. And today, I'm going to talk about a specific brick or a specific fatty acid, and that is gamma-linolenic acid. Now, this is a rarer fatty acid found in things not common in our diet. It is found in things like evening primrose oil or barrage oil, which is often sold primarily in capsule form. Gamma-linolenic acid has been studied in clinical trials in conditions such as arthritis, psoriasis, eczema, 
women's health like menopause and premenstrual syndrome, as well as heart health. Some studies do indeed show potential benefit to these conditions, so that specific brick might change the strength of that whole brick wall. Now, let's get into those details. Let's start off with some fat basics. That sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? Fat basics. Okay, but the fats in our diet and the fats in our body are made up of fatty acids, like our fingers and palm are the smaller components that make up our hand. Or like I said earlier, think of bricks to a brick wall. Now the complicated, but I think super cool thing about fatty acids is that they are metabolized to other compounds in our body by enzymes. And this is really when fatty acids become powerful and can impact our health. Fat science becomes cool in my mind when the fatty acids are transformed into more active compounds called oxylipins. Think of Clark Kent turning into Superman or Bruce Banner turning into the Hulk. But in order for the fatty acids to transform into these more active, powerful metabolites, they require an enzyme and they must compete for this enzyme. Think of the superheroes requiring their costume before they can transform into their more powerful self. So the fats require an enzyme before they can transform into something more powerful. More specifically, the fatty acids compete for enzymes like cyclooxygenase, lipoxygenase, and cytochrome P450 in order to be converted into oxylipins like prostaglandins and eicosanoids. Another cool thing, though, about this transformation process of fatty acids turning into powerful compounds is that fatty acids are in a constant battle royale with one another competing for those enzymes in order to be transformed. Think of the game musical chairs. The fatty acids will move about waiting for a free enzyme or a free chair, so to speak. But there are more people than chairs. There are more fatty acids than enzymes in the human body. But now imagine instead of playing musical chairs individually, you have two teams facing off against one another competing for that one chair. Now, a team is going to have a much better chance if there is more people on that team, right? Like think of 12 people on a team versus 6 people in a game of musical chairs. That team of 12 has a better chance of getting that chair versus the team of 6 people. Similarly, the amount of different fatty acids we eat in our diet can shift the balance in favor of one type of fatty acid getting to that enzyme over the other. How about another analogy for this fatty acid battle royale? Think of two dogs and two cats trying to eat from the same food bowl. Now, if you added a dog, now the dogs have the advantage. But also, if you took away a cat, the dogs have an even greater advantage because now it's three dogs versus one cat competing for that food bowl. So similarly, we can eat more of a potentially healthy fatty acid like gamma-linolenic acid or omega-3 fatty acids in order to increase their access to the enzymes so they are more likely to be transformed into oxylipins. But if we also reduce the competing fatty acids like the omega-6 fatty acid, ar arachidonic acid found primarily in things like butter and some animal fats, then this can improve the advantage or the balance in favor of the healthier fatty acids even more so. 
So there's a little brief lesson on the physiology of fats. So we don't only want to eat healthy fats, but we also want to reduce the potentially bad fats too. Now let's get into the clinical trial details of specifically gamma linolenic acid. Gamma linolenic acid can be produced from a more common fatty acid in our diet called linoleic acid, but it does this at a limited capacity. Gamma linolenic acid itself transforms into another fatty acid called dihomogamma linolenic acid, which can from there transform into series one prostaglandins, which have the ability to influence things like inflammation in our immune system. So again, they're transforming into something more powerful, more active by influencing our infl inflammatory status. So as a result, this fatty acid, gamma linolenic acid, has been studied in the context of chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis, eczema, psoriasis, and even other conditions or events that are less recognized to be influenced by inflammation like premenstrual syndrome and menopause. So how about we look into some of those clinical trials, shall we? Back in the 1990s, several clinical trials were conducted which highlighted the potential of gamma linolenic acid to reduce symptoms of chronic inflammatory conditions like arthritis and eczema. For example, in a randomized, double-blinded, controlled study conducted by Zurier and colleagues in the journal Arthritis and Rheumatism in 1996, the scientists recruited 56 participants with rheumatoid arthritis, which can be a particularly severe form of arthritis where the immune system attacks the joints and patients battle with severe joint pain and reduced mobility. The participants were provided either 2.8 grams of gamma linolenic acid or a placebo capsule every day for six months. Now, many significant improvements were noted in the gamma linolenic acid group. For example, their number of swollen joints reduced by 21%. Their swollen joint score reduced by 23%. Their score for tender joints reduced by 35%. Their pain assessment reduced by 24%. The amount of joint stiffness in the morning lowered by 55%. By comparison, the placebo group worsened or improved much less on these same measures. Interestingly, in this clinical trial, after the first six months, the scientists allowed the placebo participants to now start taking the gamma linolenic acid capsules, and these same participants saw an improvement when switching from placebo to gamma linolenic acid. This provided more evidence for the potential benefit of gamma linolenic acid on inflammation and symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. The patients originally taking gamma linolenic acid continued to take the supplement for up to a total of a year, and their symptoms seemed to improve even more so over that period of a year, which is remarkable, as symptoms may continue to worsen with time and age, particularly for rheumatoid arthritis, whereas here, with 2.8 grams of gamma linolenic acid every day, their symptoms of swollen, tender, stiff, and painful joints reduced significantly. So eczema, or otherwise called atopic dermatitis, also seems to be related to rheumatoid arthritis and other inflammatory chronic conditions. Interestingly, scientists seem to believe that eczema, or atopic dermatitis, is related to having a deficiency or less active enzyme called delta-6 desaturase. So it is as though the ability to transform some fatty acids into their more powerful components 
is reduced in some people, and that is due to a genetic difference called an allele or a SNP. Think of genetic alleles or differences or SNPs as a page that is different in a book. So let's say I have a book and you have the exact same book. Let's say this book is The Hobbit. Our books are the exact same except for page 27. Our page 27 is completely different. Now, page 27 could either be completely non-essential to the story, like just a page describing the mountain scene, or page 27 could be pivotal to the storyline and could completely change the outcome of the story. This is like SNPs or genetic alleles. We all have some slight genetic differences in some of our genes. The question is, does that slight difference change something significant or change nothing at all? In this scenario, the page 27, or genetic difference in delta-6 desaturase enzyme, changes someone's risk of atopic dermatitis or eczema. As a result, scientists wondered if supplementing with the deficient fatty acid, gamma-linolenic acid, they wanted to know if it could be of benefit for eczema. So Chung in the journal Annals of Dermatology in 2018 recruited 50 participants living with eczema. The treatment group received 450 milligrams of evening primrose oil, which provided 40 milligrams of gamma-linolenic acid per capsule while the placebo capsules contained 450 milligrams of soybean oil that does not contain gamma-linolenic acid, and they were to take these capsules every day for four months. The scientists noted a significant improvement in the eczema area severity index from a score of nearly 5 down to a score of 3 after four months. Now, this score indicates the size of the skin affected and how severely the skin is impacted, from just a score of redness all the way to furrowing divots in the skin. So an improvement was seen from a score of about 5 to 3 with gamma-linolenic acid supplementation, which is a significant improvement, whereas the placebo group remained unchanged in their eczema score severity. And although not significant, the scientists noted an improvement in skin hydration status as well. Now, I mentioned evening primrose oil to you, which might be new to many of us. So let's talk briefly about the two oils that are commonly studied that are rich in gamma-linolenic acid, and that is evening primrose oil and borage oil. Now, evening primrose, primrose oil is high in linoleic acid. About 70 to 74% of it is linoleic acid. And gamma-linolenic acid, the specific fatty acid of interest today, comprises about 10% of evening primrose oil. Now, barrage oil is also studied, but to a lesser extent, but it happens to be higher in gamma-linolenic acid with nearly double the amount of gamma-linolenic acid versus evening primrose oil. So about 16 to 20% of that oil is gamma-linolenic acid. Now, consuming either evening primrose oil or barrage oil results in an increase in circulating levels of gamma-linolenic acid and its transformed metabolite, dihomo-gamma-linolenic acid, in the blood of patients. So clinical trials have either looked at supplementing with specifically gamma-linolenic acid or oils that contain gamma-linolenic acid, like evening primrose oil or barrage oil. So which to choose? Well, all three seem to bring about some benefit. Gamma-linolenic acid supplements would be more refined 
and pure and likely of a higher concentration. Evening primrose oil and barrage oil also are known to contain some antioxidant polyphenols, which could be of benefit, and they would be less refined than the gamma-linolenic acid itself. So in short, the answer is that all of them have been studied, and I'm not sure if one is superior to the other. Now, gamma-linolenic acid, or evening primrose oil or barrage oil, a source of gamma-linolenic acid, have also been studied in the context of women's health. For example, this year in the Journal of Menopausal Medicine, Kazemi and colleagues recruited 170 women with symptoms of menopause like hot flashes and night sweats. Half the women received 2,000 milligrams of evening primrose oil, and the other half of the women received placebo capsules. The scientists evaluated the women's symptoms at baseline in eight weeks later. Now, the women taking evening primrose oil noted a significant improvement in the intensity of their hot flashes from a score of 2.7 to 1.9 and saw some pretty significant improvements in night sweats. At baseline, zero women reported no night sweats. After eight weeks of consuming evening primrose oil, 22 women reported having no night sweats. Further, women reported a reduced severity of night sweating from 20 women battling with severe night sweats to only two women after eight weeks of evening primrose oil. By comparison, the placebo group barely changed. So according to this clinical trial, taking 2,000 milligrams of evening primrose oil every day might be able to improve symptoms of menopause, particularly night sweating. How about for premenstrual syndrome or PMS? Many women battle with the symptoms of PMS, including irritability, bloating, mood swings, pain, food cravings, and more. Because of the potential role of inflammation in perpetuating these symptoms, scientists wanted to see if gamma-linolenic acid could be of benefit. So in the Journal of Oleoscience in 2005, Watanabe and colleagues noted that women who suffered with PMS tended to have lower levels of gamma-linolenic acid circulating around in their blood. This proposed a potential connection of this fatty acid to PMS symptoms. So Watanabe and colleagues recruited 28 women diagnosed with PMS. Half the women consumed 180 milligrams of gamma-linolenic acid every day for three menstrual cycles. Plasma circulating levels of gamma-linolenic acid and its metabolites were significantly higher in their blood, indicating that yes, the body is able to absorb gamma-linolenic acid and is able to transform it into its more bioactive metabolites. Now, after three cycles of supplementing with gamma-linolenic acid, the scientists noted an improvement, mostly in the severity and duration of the symptom of irritability by a score improvement of 3.3 points. Other symptoms such as increased appetite, acne, and fatigue also exhibited some minor improvements. Now, I do have to say that the data on gamma-linolenic acid for women's health is limited, but based on the handful of clinical trials, it does appear promising. There have also been some correlation studies to heart health and longevity with gamma-linolenic acid. For example, Auchi in the journal Nutrients in 2017 reported a correlation between fatty acid levels in the blood of patients battling with heart failure and their risk of death. More specifically, the scientists noted that low levels of gamma-linolenic acid in the blood of patients was associated with a higher risk of death. 
thus indicating that consuming sources of gamma linolenic acid might, might be of benefit to overall health outcomes in patients with heart failure. So how might gamma linolenic acid or sources of this fatty acid like evening primrose oil or barrage oil, how might these be having any health effects on joints, skin, longevity, or women's health? Well, scientists believe it all has to do with what the fatty acid, gamma linolenic acid, and dihomogamma-linolenic acid are transformed into. Like the analogies I gave earlier, gamma-linolenic acid will enter into the musical chairs game competition, and it is going to compete for the chair, or in other words, it's going to compete for the enzymes. So if the enzymes choose gamma-linolenic acid, then these less inflammatory oxylipins may be produced, and therefore shifting the balance of oxylipins in the body and shifting the inflammatory profile within the body as well. So are there any side effects or negative effects to taking gamma-linolenic acid? Well, some people may think that increasing intake of fatty acids or fat may negatively impact our cholesterol levels or circulating fat in our blood. But that is not necessarily true. For example, in the journal Phytotherapy Research last year, the scientists pooled together six clinical trials in which participants were given evening primrose oil and had their blood cholesterol and triglycerides measured. The scientists noted that doses of evening primrose oil less than 4 grams per day in fact had a benefit to circulating cholesterol because it reduced total triglycerides and improved HDL or the good cholesterol circulating in the blood. So evening primrose oil may be of benefit to cholesterol levels, in fact. How about any other side effects or downsides? Well, I've alluded to the fact previously in other podcast episodes or social media posts that supplements are not monitored and are not inspected like food or pharmaceuticals are. In fact, several investigations have been published and have found that different vitamins or supplements in general that they don't contain the amount that is indicated on the label, or that contaminants like mycotoxins or heavy metals have been indicated and found in supplements. So there always is a risk with taking supplements, knowing that they are not regulated to the same extent as food or pharmaceuticals. So if you choose to take a supplement, please try your best to purchase from a reputable source. And if the label says third-party tested, then that's even better. So that is a wrap, my people scientist army. Thank you for letting me nerd out on this topic all about gamma linolenic acid. I love talking about fatty acids and all the cool and powerful molecules that they may be transformed into. Like in this case, fatty acids getting transformed into oxylipins to impact our inflammation and therefore conditions like arthritis, eczema, menopause, and PMS. Now supplementing with gamma linolenic acid or sources of gamma-linolenic acid, like evening primrose oil or barrage oil, may be a benefit to some inflammatory conditions, like for psoriasis, eczema, PMS, menopause, and arthritis. Generally, doses less than 4 grams daily were studied in clinical trials. So I hope you all have a wonderful week. And make sure to follow me on social media, where I post some of the studies and papers that I highlight in each episode. If you by chance want to buy me a coffee to say thanks for the episode, then you can find the information on how to do that in the description box below. I hope that you all have an awesome week, 
and I look forward to meeting you all back here the same time and same place next week on the People Scientist podcast. Bye for now. I am a scientist simply sharing scientific evidence. Some of the clinical interventions I discuss are not appropriate for everyone. Before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle, please do consult the advice of your physician or dietitian. My opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect those of Mount Sinai Hospital and its affiliates. Thank you.